And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John well, what a wonderful Wednesday it is. We are the Weighing In Podcast. My man Josh Thompson is sitting there ready to just explode with a plethora of information for everyone, but I'm not going to let him talk because it is my turn to talk at this moment. I'm just going to keep on rambling. I have been pulled off of majorly hard labor work, so I guess I should be grateful to be able to do this at this time. So give my, give me a break from slamming T-Post. What's up, dude? I'm doing good, man. It is raining cats and dogs here in California. And, uh, you know, I was doing some manual labor with myself. I was kind of sweeping the pool cover. I was sweeping (laughs) the pool cover to get the the rain off of it. It was puddling up. I got a a filter pump out there, kind of filtering the water off of there. I mean, it's, you know, whatever. It's it's manual labor, man. I got to attach the hose, run run into the garden. I've got to do that type of stuff. So, you know. It's 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 very much the same. It's all the same, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, once you've same. lifted, once you've done, moved one tree and done another, you've done it all. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get um, it. <laughs> John, we got a lot to talk about. We're gonna oh, have some we fun do. today. We're gonna yeah. have some fun. But before we get started, go to onlyfans.com slash weighing in. Look, subscribe there to our channel on OnlyFans. It's free. Doesn't cost you a dime. It costs you ten cents. It actually does cost you one dime. But then they credit you back the money after they charge your card. They want to verify your your credit card. So hey, go to onlyfans.com slash weighing in. Subscribe to us over there. We got some special content going on over there. So uh check that out. But look, John, do you want to just jump right into the fights? You're gonna have to run the show. I'm having some weird situations going on with my computer right now. I told you why pull up. You know, know why. Yeah, because of karma. Bad karma, karma, dude. I'm telling you, man. Karma you know, hits. Before we started this show, Dave, <laughs> David David had said some bad David. things. You know, it was, it was kind of like being like uh, talking. He was kind of talking back to me a little bit. So I had to discipline him, start calling him David now. David. <laughs> and, and I, lo- so, I love this. So your computer, based upon several yeah. comments you have made, has said, okay, yeah. here comes karma. Dave just pushed a button. Done. It's, yes. Done, It's son. probably true. And, and I wouldn't even know if he did or not, because I have no idea what he does on that uh, side of the screen. Well, don't um, forget, I've also been in that studio, so, uh, you know, I could have I could have been tweaking a few things. Yeah. You know. Ooh, there it is. My, little espionage. Sort of camera up in here. Probably, oh. That's a little, a little weird, buddy. A little weird. Don't you have one right in front of your eyes? <laughs> yeah. What? I can't see. You have one right there. <laughs> Dave, is there, is there, I heard there's like this big, uh, this big event going on this weekend. I mean, maybe you've heard it. It's called like, I don't know, WrestleMania. Isn't that this weekend? No, it's not this weekend. It's the Oh, it's not this weekend? No. Nice uh, try. Uh, when, ne- but Dave when knows. When is it, Dave? April first and second. Oh, April first. April. Oh, and Dave second. is a huge WrestleMania guy. It's two yeah. days. It's two days. It's now, two yeah. days. Oh, wow. how is it two? Was oh, it two different shows? It's a two night extravaganza now, John. Extravaganza. Re- you got to put Re- that wow. word in there because that shows how big this is. WrestleMania my, night one and night two. My mm. Twitter has blown up with just nothing on my feed, nothing but WrestleMania stuff. I mean, maybe because mm. I don't know. I don't you know, know what's funny? Uh, WrestleMania in 2020, um, COVID like started, you know, like three years ago, a couple of days ago now, mm-hmm. um, and uh, March 13th. lockdown. Yeah, and um, so and WrestleMania happened obviously like two weeks after that, and um, so they just released a new T-shirt that says WrestleMania 2020, and then the caption underneath it says 
I wasn't there. You know how you usually get the shirt that says, I was there? <laughs> I was there. That's good. I wasn't there. That's good. <laughs> That's very good, right? That's awesome. That's I'm going to have to funny. order me one of those just so I can too. wear it on this show. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, John, go ahead and take us away, man. We're just going to talk about a couple fights on the uh, UFC card that's coming up this weekend. Yeah. We're going to kind of go over a couple fights on the new on the UFC pay-per-view that's coming up uh, in a couple weeks. And uh, then we'll, we'll talk about some news. But uh, we're going to do the best we can since I can't see. And, I, you know, I, I'm kind of like the one that normally goes through it all. <laughs> Wrong. Go ahead, John. Take us away, buddy. Let us know what's Man. going on. Well, we got the UFC uh, on ESPN 43, I believe. Mm-hmm. And coming from San Antonio, Texas, a great place if you've never been oh, there. The riverfront is awesome. It's beautiful there. It is a really cool place. Great place to have fights. I think the UFC is smart to get away from the Apex Center and let people come and uh, enjoy the fights. The Apex Center, I understand why they use it, but got to get out there and let the fans be part of it and that's what they're doing with this john marlon that don't don't i do hey hey, i've already (laughs) talked about that so i'm I'm done marlon vera versus Corey sanhagen being the main event that is a fantastic in my opinion bantamweight matchup unbelievable uh as far as what both guys have done marlon has definitely been on that win streak where he has been lighting people up doing a lot of damage Corey sanhagen I don't want to say underrated, but in some ways he just still seems underrated after all the yeah. things that he's been able to do and prove and show how good he is. Uh, he's dangerous, and he's dangerous from a lot of places, you know, and, and the length of him is just amazing when you think of 135 damn pounds. Yeah. It's crazy. Un- but, I wouldn't say underrated, John. I'd say underappreciated. Okay, I'll go with that. I'll you go know, with that. Um, he's definitely not underrated. He's where he should be in the rankings. I mean, oh, yeah, he's yeah. right there. Yeah, no doubt about it. He's definitely underappreciated by the fans, and I think also by, too by the UFC. For his talent, man, the guy yeah. is just freaking good. And then I, I'll talk to guys that, you know, trainer with him. They go, oh, my God. Or guys that go to the gym, and it's mm-hmm. the first time, and he'll say, hey, you want to do some, you know, you want to do some minutes? And they go, it was horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, hey, well, there I, you go. I've got a story for you, too. Kyle Driscoll, who used to fight at 145, was training yeah. over there uh, with uh, Corey Sanhagen. He's like, the very first time I ever sparred with him, he's like, this little skinny twig kid. I'm like, whatever, I'll I'm spar with him. light yeah. this ginger he's up. He's like, he lit me up. <laughs> and then Kyle now fights at 55. Kyle's fought at 45 on the contender, I think the Dana White's contender series. And then he's yep. fought on, he's, fought, he's fighting at 55 now because the weight cut was just too much. But he's like, when I went down there to train with him, He's like, holy shit. He's like, I thought this little skinny twig kid, I was going to just light him up. I was going to take him down. I was going to do this. So I couldn't get him down. And when I couldn't, and, and Kyle Driscoll can wrestle. Yeah, he can. Good wrestle. Yeah. And good wrestler. And he's got good length. He's got some good speed. But he's, man, Sanhagen fucking tore me up. Just pieced <laughs> me up on the feet. I couldn't get him down. He's like, he was knees to the body. He's like, everywhere that I thought I was going to have the advantage, he took it away from me. And that lets you like, and I've also heard stories from other guys, you know, Rafion Stotts and other guys have said, oh, like, yeah. man, I'm not saying that he beat me up, but I'm saying that it was these were the it hardest like somebody. rounds that I've had with someone who is that technical. You gotta yep. be you gotta be very cautious and careful with him because he's sneaky good. Sneaky yeah. good. I'm like, wow, that says a lot. And it's not just those guys. A lot of good guys have, have trained with him and said how great he is. Yeah, and then you take a look so. at Marlon Vera. Look at Cheeto Vera has been on fire if you think about mm-hmm. it. You know, yeah. all the, you know, the Rob Fonts, the Dominic Cruz, you know, beating Sean O'Malley the way he did. He, look, he's been just tearing through people, 
just yeah. putting on incredible performances. He has reached a new level, and he's really, really came into the game kind of like a grappler. And his striking with Jason Perillo has gotten so good. He's so confident in what he's doing. He sets people up well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to be able to set Corey Sandhagen up, but, you know, he's definitely going to work and try at it. Exactly. That's the whole point, you know. But styles make fights. And if you're going to look and say, well, who had the best fight against Corey Sandhagen? It's got to be Aljamain Sterling. Yeah. You know, he was able to get to the back fast. So if you're Marlon, do you sit there and say, well, here's plan A, here's plan B, and I'm, I'm going to be able to, you know, move from one to the next if I if I need to. But you got to look and say, is the ground possibly your best route to victory in this? Oh, absolutely. The ground is the best route to victory for, for Cheeto. But I also look at Cheeto as someone that he's definitely more than capable of standing with uh, Corey Sanhagen. I agree. <clears throat> but why risk it for too long? Look, I think he's going to stay there for probably two, three minutes. And I don't think he's going to rush for takedowns. I don't think he's going to really ch- attempt for takedowns. I think when Corey makes a mistake, if he throws a body kick, he's going to try to catch, get the takedown that way. He'll try to get him to the clinch, elbows, clinch, maybe drop down on a single, try to lift and take down. I don't think he's going to try shooting double legs. I don't see Chito Vera being that type of fighter. No. He's somebody that's going to wait for the opportunity to present themselves. He's not going to force it. He's sparred with him. He's in spar. He fought Rob Font. And he took everything that Rob Font had to, to give. And he's got a beard on him, and he knows that. He can go ahead yeah. and take the damage and deliver the damage just back. And he's, it seems like he's a little bit more of the bigger, thicker, powerful fighter. Whereas Corey's more of the taller, slender, slender fighter with, with the tech. I wouldn't say technique, but very technical. He's slick on the feet, whereas Cheeto is slick also, but a dog when he does. He's like a grimy, just someone that will... Step in, big elbows. Kind of a little bit reminds me of, of of a Tony Ferguson on the feet a little bit. Like, I'll take a shot, give you a shot when Tony was younger. And yeah. just give you the elbows, give you the knees, give you all the dirty, nasty stuff that I know is going to hurt you and do work to you. Cheeto's that kind of guy. But absolutely, John, to go back to what you were talking about, him on top, him in the takedown position, even him off of his back, but I think he's going to have to be on top to slow Corey down because Corey, sure. I think, will also just back out and try to get it back to the feet. Sure. I think on the on the ground, Cheeto's got to be the guy on top doing the damage, the elbows, the ground and pound, working to a three-quarter mount, working to the back. Any of those positions, Cheeto is definitely the better grappler. Uh, but I don't know if he's the better wrestler enough to get him to get him down. Excuse me. To get him down. That's where I think he's going to have a little bit of a problem. He can't force it. And as you say, better grappler, I agree with you. I think he's the better grappler when it hits the ground. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's the better grappler in stand-up grappling from the clinch. Corey Sanhagen in that position is dangerous. He's got mm-hmm. dangerous elbows. He brings knees up beautifully because of the length that he has. And so it's a weird you know, conundrum if you look at it. If you're Marlon Vera and you say, I want to get him to the ground but I don't want to be in the clinch with him too long where he can be dangerous. I can be on the outside with him, but he's got length over me. So I need to control that range. I don't want to be too far out. I want to be within a range that boxing wise, I think I can box with him. That's a good thing for me. I get into where now I'm clinched up. I have to be very careful because he does have big time knees, big time elbows. This is what makes this fight, in my opinion, so exciting. Yeah. And also think that because both of them, can take damage 
and they yeah. can deliver the damage. But I look at who who has the potential to deliver the more powerful shots and change the dynamic of the fight very quick. And I think it's Cheeto. And so <clears throat> I agree with you in certain positions. And then I'll say, like, from the clinch with knees, mm -hmm. it's Corey. Okay. Okay. I mean, you, you say knees, but Cheeto's not a short guy. He's not. He's not like a. He's not like a Frankie Edgar or a Pedro Munoz height. Yeah, but he's what? He's, he's two inches taller. I mean, two inches is a lot. I mean, I don't care what she tells you, John. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two inches for me, I can understand, you know. But uh, I mean, you take a look, you go. He's really not. Corey is long for that weight class. How many yeah. times you you see it now again? Cheeto did a fantastic job against Sean O'Malley, and Sean's long. And yeah, so, but Sean's not. Sean's it, not the Corey Sanhagen. Totally different. Totally Technique, different. Yeah. Different style. And so that's where I look. I don't know. It's. I think it's a fantastic fight. I love the uh, the thought of what both guys can do. And you know, if if you're Cheeto Vera, you've got to say that if he gets this win. He should be getting a title shot. Now that you brought that up, let me let me go back to this. So I or not go back to it, but let me bring this up. Don't you feel now that Peter Jan has dropped, okay, that it takes away a little bit of what uh Sean O'Malley did? Let's and, and a lot of people thought he lost that fight. I am not gonna even go there. Yeah. He's he's got the win. He's up there. Yeah. He's number now he's ranked number one. The win but is Chito's in his got a, Yeah, Cheeto's got a win over him. Shouldn't the shouldn't they have adjusted the the rankings and shouldn't have Cheeto gone up to one and then him number two and then Peter Yawn or Marab now. Well, Marab's number, number one three. Marab's number it, one. It, it doesn't make any sense. O'Malley's number two and Cheeto is number three. That doesn't make any sense. If he's got a win over over uh, uh what's his name? O'Malley, O'Malley. he yeah. should be above him. It doesn't make any sense. If you want to put Marab there, okay, I can say that. But you beat someone who's coming off of a loss. Two losses actually in a row. He's coming off the, the Aljo loss. Well, he's coming off of the... Dave, do me a favor. Pull up Sean O'Malley and Marlon Vera's records because here's the difference, and this is where I agree with you. If you're going to take a look at competition, you're going to take a look at you know where they're at. Look, 16-1 and one for Sean O'Malley, 20 and I think 3 for... No, sorry, 20 and 7 for uh, Marlon Vera. But if you mm -hmm. take a look at it, O'Malley's only loss is to Chito Vera. Mm -hmm. But you take a look at who he's fighting. He had the no contest with Pedro Munoz, so I kind of just throw that to the side, even though you know, he was fighting, doing well. But he got a win against you know Almeida, who is a good mm -hmm. fighter at one time, kind of shot you know yeah. after a certain point, especially after the Cody Garbrandt. That was a big loss, and he really changed as a fighter. So he's got the win against Thomas Almeida. He had the one against... The man with the green hair, Chris uh, Montino, yeah, brought in, brought in to to you know fight him in that. So it wasn't like that was it. Then he had uh, Pavia, and or Paiva, Paiva. Yeah, yeah. Paiva. Had, that's okay. Again, not a, not the the Peter mm -hmm. Yawn is the big one. That's the Absolutely. one that he got to win. But if you look at Vera. He had, you know, the win against O'Malley, and then he lost to uh, Jose Aldo. Okay. Mm. It was a decision loss. He lost it. Davy Grant walks through Davy Grant, right? Beats up on Davy Grant. You know, got a decision, but, you know, just really controlled that fight. Won it. Frankie Edgar knocks him out. Rob mm -hmm. Font just 
you know, obliterates him with big shots. And you take a look at the shots. damage on Rob Font. Then he knocks out Dominic Cruz. Who's mm -hmm. fought the better competition? Yeah. He should definitely be ranked above Sean O'Malley. And I love Sean O'Malley. I think he's great for the sport. I think he's he's definitely a shot in the arm for this weight class. Because oh, he no brings doubt. something, he brings more attention to this weight class as if it doesn't need more attention because it's already the best weight class in the world. So yep. you have 135, even in Bellator, this is the most stacked weight most class stacked. in Bellator across the sport, the 135 in pound UFCs. division. In the UFC. It, it, yeah, all the way Featherweights are great, Absolutely but the, the Bantam weights you got to look at, just a little bit deeper. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just think that if you want to put Rob at number one, cool, whatever. Do your thing. I get it. But that's okay. I, I would still put Cheeto above Marab. Given the guys that he's fought as of lately, he's been a little bit more active. Marab's had great fights. Those two could be interchangeable. I don't give a crap yeah. where you put them, but Sean, Sean should be number three below the both of them. Yeah, Just my opinion. I and I love yeah. Sean. I think he's going to get there. I think there's a... He's, oh, he's it's someone inevitable. That his, he's going to yeah, have a championship fight. All of them. I don't want to say he's proven me wrong, but I mean, I had some doubt up until the Peter fight, and then I saw he took some shots, delivered some shots. I'm not saying he won the fight, even though he did win the fight, but I thought... I thought he showed a lot. I thought he showed everybody that he's not just he a he's just not a pretty face. Okay, with the you know with the with the dyed hair, he's someone the, that can really rainbow fight. Hair. He's not a quitter. He's and there was a lot of doubts after the Cheeto fight that he was a quitter a little bit, and it was like no 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 he's no the Peter the Peter Yawn fight showed he's not he's not he's he's a gamer he's there to fight he's here to compete he wants to be champion I think he's got a he's got a great chance of becoming champion so yeah good for him but that's a phenomenal main event you got to look at mm -hmm. that when you go if you're looking for a fight night and a great main event that is a great main event but john you said that's a great main event but it, look i don't want to talk about the whole card because you look <laughs> at the rest of the card and and that's kind of where we're left now like give me some more fights on that because i don't have it in front of me but uh tell me what give me some other fights you'd like to talk about on that card there's only like two or three yeah, if Alex that. Perez versus Manel Cape is actually a really good fight. That, uh, there you uh, go. Because of the matchup, the yep. way they both fight, what they both do, I think that's going to be a really interesting and fun fight to watch. Uh, you know, you can take a look at the the co-main is Holly Holm and Yana Santos or Yana Kuniskaya, right. whichever way you want to look at it. But be, in all honesty, Yana's coming off of being pregnant. Holly is, you know... Not Slow the down. same Holly Holm as we've seen in the past, you know. So her last Macy fight Barber. was real telling. Her last fight was real telling to me on how much she had slowed down. Yeah, you know, and it's father time, and it's nothing against Man, her. I mean, I've, no. I've always been a huge fan. I oh, love, dude, I, I love her. her for the longest love her. She's time. She's fantastic. She's and Absolutely, you know, amazing. this is just and what happens. She's a great person. Like that, yeah, I love to be around great people. You know, that's why I surround myself with Big John and David. You know, and um, <laughs> this is, you know, I love to be around great people. So, but she's a fantastic person. Everyone I've ever talked to, um, uh, the one, uh, Arlene Blanco, she's always talked about how great Holly is, how nice she is, how, how, what a great training partner she is. She just has nothing. She can't stop talking about how nice she is and how great she is as a person. Yep. Um, and, Andrea the, Lee against Macy Barber. I actually think that's a really good matchup. KGB, fantastic fight. Who comes to fight all the time. Macy Barber's got a lot going for her now. She's kind of back on that role. And we'll see. You know, Confidence. Exactly. Exactly. So we're going to see what happens there. But really, that's, you know, not that, you know, there aren't, you know, people there, but there's nothing that's that exciting. A Andrea me. Lee's coming off of a loss. Who did she lose yeah. to? She, she didn't have a good fight, and she got she got kind of beat oh, up in that uh, fight. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, it was. Um, Can you look it up there, Dave? Uh, 
Vivian okay. Arojo. Arojo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I was like, she. I thought she was gonna be ready for that next step, and then she just she had a bad fight. Just a it was bad not fight. A good fight. But that Macy happens. Barber, confidence is back. She's with Alpha yeah. uh, Team Alpha Male, correct? Macy Barber. Uh, she, she was. was there. I, I think she still. She still I think is. She's, I don't know either. Okay, I can't remember. Does it say there, Dave? It does say Team Alpha Male as an okay. association right now. I, it, I it also said still... that Taporio was from freaking Spain. Ah! <laughs> Well, if he's Man. from Spain, that's one thing. But if he's, yeah, I, don't know. I think so. They were telling me he was born in Spain, but his parents are both Georgian. No, he was born in Georgia. Or, they moved born to in Spain, Georgia, and then they moved back yeah, to Georgia. Gotcha, but. gotcha. All right, let's okay. see. She's. Uh, I'm looking at one of her recent Instagram posts, and she's with Chad Mendez and Clay Guida. So I'm assuming that's Alpha. Oh, I would say Alpha Male then. Yep. 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 I'm looking forward. That's man. Alpha I gotta give I got Clay's number now, so I gotta give him a call and get out there and get some fishing in. With, oh yeah, with the littles, get out there and get some fishing in. So that'll be that. fun. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. All right, what else you got? For, oh, I, that I mean, that's pretty much gonna wrap up our UFC talk for this week. That Macy Barber Andrew Lee fight's gonna be good. That's great. Uh, I, I want to see Holly. Fantastic. I want to see Holly do well. And people and, should uh, the, really tune in for that. Uh, Alex yeah. Perez against Monel Cape. That's gonna be explosive. The both of guys super fast. Good stand up. Manel's fan. He's come a long way since his first couple fights in the UFC, yep. and he's really got a lot kind of better. settled in. It's now like you can tell it's his home. He feels yep. good there. Good yep. for him. All right, what else you got for us, Dave? All right, let's talk about some boxing. It's this weekend as well. Mm-hmm. Oh weekend. man, I'm telling you, this is a. I think it's a great fight. David Benavides versus Caleb Plant. Benavides has been talking, man. He does not like Caleb Plant. He has been talking about. I don't. I don't. It's not. It's not a question about whether I'm going to win. It's how bad I'm going to hurt him. Wow. And I've heard people say that about Caleb Plant before, and they've come up on the wrong side of the win-loss column because Caleb Plant can fight. He is athletic. He's strong. He takes a good shot. You know, people can remember him against Canelo when he fought. He went, I think, to the eleventh round. I want to say mm-hmm. with Canelo. Um, beat uh, Durrell. Now, Durrell's not the same fighter, you know, as before, but look, this is a good matchup. Benavides is tough, but so is Caleb Plant. And if you're going to really look at uh, a fight, 12 rounds, super middleweights, this is a boxing match that you should watch. I agree with you, John. I, I would like to see Caleb Plant take more of the approach uh, with Benavides shit-talking as Canelo does. Shut the fuck up, man. Get out of here. Shut the fuck up. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that fucking shit makes me laugh. It's all about your money, 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 yeah. money. <laughs> it fucking makes me laugh. This is my press conference. Shut the fuck, fuck up and get out. I fucking love it. It's almost like the Pitbull brothers. When they don't know what to oh, say, they say, fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. You <laughs> Americans, you like it's, fuck you. It's <laughs> so great. It's fucking awesome. It should be a damn good fight. So I'm looking that forward really to seeing it. See how it shakes out. What else you got for us, Dave? All right, well, let's talk about this first piece of news here. Uh, uh, fights this weekend. All right, John, take it away. Uri Lapicus, <laughs> who fought in one uh, uh, FC, died yesterday, I believe, in mm-hmm. oh, a couple days now, I guess, in a uh, auto accident. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had uh, a couple of fights. You know, in the last he didn't he didn't have any wins in his last couple. He lost to Christian Lee. He had that the one with uh, Eddie Alvarez. Mm-hmm that was overturned and uh, just, you know, 
tragic that you know a guy that young still had a lot to prove still still was you know uh, competing at a high level and gone too soon it's uh it's sad it really is sad that like i think he had a crash car crash in uh over the weekend yeah. but then um um they said that he died from his uh injuries i believe it was yesterday by the time you guys see this it'll be a couple days <clears throat> um sad because i know that there was some stuff uh, uh, there was some stuff back and forth um Eddie was talking. Eddie had put out something, I believe, on his social, and some other people had put out some things on their social. And I had just seen, and it is sad. I believe he was twenty-seven. Can you look that mm-hmm. up, Dave? Yeah, I think yeah, he was twenty-seven years old. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> this really whole life ahead. Of him. Yeah, but it should put into perspective how short life can be at any moment. And if you're that guy or you're that female, whatever, um, or whatever you identify as. Okay, just to did we really have to go all the way? To I'm that? just saying, whatever. I love make sure we're all. You can the same say guy or girl, whichever you want to identify as. Yeah, it, whatever it is, you like you need to enjoy life. You're sitting in a cubicle, going, "Man, I hate this." Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out and you find know? something else. Yeah, find something else because it really is going to go by. It's going to blow by a lot faster than you think. You'd be like, "Man, oh, there." It's funny. I saw this thing. It's not funny actually. I saw this thing the other day, and it said. You know, when I get out of high school, I'm going to do this. When I when I graduate college, I'm going to do this. When I get married, I'm going to do this. When I buy my first home, I'm going to do this. And it just had a, a road of this, like this, this. And it was somebody just always talking about when my kids get out of college, I'll do this. I'll travel, do this. When And then at the very end, it was just a rest in peace sign. All you're really, doing is, this, but all you're doing is making excuses on why you're not doing it now. Why you're not doing things. and. Yeah. You just never know when it's going to end. You never know, man. Yeah. I mean, I look at guys like Mike Swick, right? He's uh, now cancer-free, is at least what his doctors told him. him. And he's, you know, and he's, to go, he's Mike. been in shape his whole life. Better fighter his he whole life. He takes care See? of himself. He's he's taking care of himself. He's someone that he never really drank. You know, even when, he, even when he was younger, training, and when he wasn't training, he was never really a, a drinker. You know, yes. and definitely wasn't a partier. Um, but you never know when it's going to happen. You don't know who it could happen to. So if you're not living that life that you want to live, you need to go out there and start doing it, man, because it's not, it's not going to last forever, but you got to work at it. Hard work, hard work will get you everything you want. But John, it's not even that I'm talking about like that vacation, that flight, book that flight and fucking go. What are you waiting on? Like, I don't, I don't like if you know, I understand if you don't have the money, I get it. But like, let's dial back then. Okay. But like work for it, get there. But all those things you say, I'm going to go on a road trip. Go. I'm going to go kayaking. Go. Yep. You know, like you're going to play golf. Fucking go. go. Yeah. Do it. And that's, this lets you know at 27 years old, someone who has fought for the world title in the one championship and fought guys like Eddie Alvarez and, um, and, um, Christian Lee, like, this, those are big time fights, man. Those guys are really good fighters. He's right there at the top in 27, just gone too soon. So, want to wish him and his family um, prayers and everything and best of luck. I'm sorry. Sorry to hear. Uh, next, Dave. All right, let's hop over to this next one. Um, we have opening odds for Leon Edwards versus Colby Covington. Mm-hmm. And we have Colby coming in as a favorite at minus 135. Absolutely and, uh, ridiculous. I'm sorry. And we, ha- and we, and we, have, we have Colby. Crazy. <laughs> I we love have Colby. That. Colby. That's great. Colby. Yeah. Colby at oh. minus 135. Leon coming in at 
plus one fifteen right I'm, now. I'm taking that. I'm taking that bet, buddy. Oh, I'll take that so bet right now. I'm taking that bet. This is this is the ones that I wait for. Give me a champion that's an underdog with an older thirty five plus challenger. Crazy. I mean, Crazy. the the, o- the only difference that I see that Colby's going to bring to the table, he's not going to be bring, he's not going to bring better striking. That's for sure. Defensively, he's not a better defensive fighter um, than than Kamaru Usman. Well, he he doesn't Where even he, bring the, he doesn't bring the power that no Edwards would have to actually you know respect that Usman yep. does. Um. But where I will give him is that I did notice when Leon, especially in the fourth and fifth round, which most people do, they tend to worry more about being taken down because they don't want to lose that takedown because it's a lot harder to get up than when you're fresh in the first round, you know, two, one round, two rounds, three rounds. So when I look at that, Kobe will be the one probably grinding, trying to shoot, trying to wrestle more than what Usman did in those rounds four and five. Now, Usman has came out publicly and said, my knees are shot. You know, I'm having a hard time like this. Type of, that could have maybe been a deterrent for him to wrestle a little bit more in those fourth and fifths and maybe not training and, and focusing on the grappling and the wrestling as much during camp because his knees, yeah. you know, um, over the years of wrestling. Colby's also 35. Yeah. I've seen in his last couple of fights. He also hasn't wrestled as much as he used to. You know, and given that he given that he fought uh, Usman both times, he wasn't out there trying to take Usman down. Maybe he didn't want to work that hard. He talks about his cardio all the time, but let's be honest, he wasn't out there out cardioing Kamaru Usman. Nope. So when I look at that fight, I look at the way that uh, Leon is. I mean this this makes for a fun fight, but I'm gonna take that Leon money, man. If, oh, yeah. He's a plus one. Well, would you say plus one thirty five? Plus one fifteen. I'm taking that, man. I'm putting, I'm putting 600 to 750 down easily. Well, I wish you easily. could. Easily. I wish I could because you can't. Because <laughs> the fight's not made. You know, let's be honest. The I fight is to... not made. I'm, I'm going to come out on that, John. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I got some back. I got some backroom right. dealings right now. You go, baby. <laughs> uh, everyone's got their little back bookie in their pocket. Come on, That's buddy. It. You got that guy. You, everyone's got to have that guy. Hey, guys, I want to uh, get you guys to join us over at OnlyFans.com slash Wayne In. Look, John and I have obviously partnered with them. I've continued to say this over the last you know month now. But uh, we've started to create some more content for you guys. We're going to start being more active. I've actually put that whole uh, OnlyFans.com slash Wayne In onto my homepage for my phone so I can start doing more videos and uploads instead of sending them to Dave. But I want to make sure that you guys are more interactive with us. We're going to also be doing fan questions from there. If you don't submit your fan questions on OnlyFans, we will not be answering your fan questions. So I would like to make sure that you keep it at the OnlyFans. It's free. I want to remind you guys, it is free. Other athletes are on there as well. They are working with MVP. They're working with AJ McKee. They're working with Chris Cyborg, Luke Rockhold, Brent Primus. I mean, there is a plethora of fighters that are on there that are showing techniques. Brent Primus, I know, is doing some grappling techniques. Fantastic rubber guard type situations that he does. Luke Rockhold getting ready for his uh, bare knuckle fight with uh, Platinum Mike Perry. He's constantly f- doing his footage there and available. Make sure you guys head over to our OnlyFans.com slash Wayne In. You guys can then branch off from there and start subscribing to all of the other fighters from there. And uh, like I said, it is free. So join us over there at OnlyFans.com slash Wayne In. And then you've got... Uh... Well, I'll say well, that this is okay. Yeah, take okay. a all right. Let's take a look at this. Let's break this mm-hmm. down for a second. I know that Colby came out with a nice little 
uh, video, let's say, mm-hmm. which Colby tends to come out with a lot of videos. Well, it was a clip from an interview, I think, John. Was it a clip from know, an interview? Okay. Yeah, if I know where you're going. It was the, okay. one, we, we, the one we looked at earlier, yeah. All right, so he he's part of an interview, and if he's he's talking about Bilal said that he's getting the shot. It's racist. That's not racist. It's that Dana likes Colby. Dana actually believes that Colby would have been the welterweight champion if there wasn't this guy named Kamaru Usman. He's said that multiple times. And so if that's his belief, it's just, it doesn't mean it's true, but it's his belief. And so he's giving Colby another shot. Colby is 17 and three, right? 17 and three, Josh. Mm-hmm. That's a good record, but he's two and two in his last four fights. Mm-hmm. Now those two losses are against a guy, Kamaru Usman. So I, no disrespect to Colby. That's losing to someone that's a hell of a fighter and it can happen. But if you're looking at Bilal Muhammad, Bilal's got, he's got a bit of a beef because he's fought some really good guys and he's beaten all of them in the last, what he's got nine wins now, nine wins in a row, eight wins in a row. Something like that. The only one he didn't beat was Leon Edwards, which was a no contest based upon an eye poke. And, you know, everyone talks about, oh, well, I think Leon was winning. I'm not saying he wasn't, but there was a lot of fight left. And so you can't count that. It doesn't matter. We're looking at a guy in Bilal Muhammad who got nine of his last fight, doesn't have a loss. We can look at a guy in Colby Covington who is two and two. Now, Uh I'm not saying that Colby's not a good fighter. He is. But this is... This is the Dagestani you know, thing about you got to get 10 wins. Well, obviously not if you're Colby Covington because you've got your two and two in your last four where you're, if you're Bilal Muhammad, you have a true argument in saying, I deserve the shot because I haven't lost in how, what was the last time he lost was back in Jeff Neal in 2019, 2019. He's been busy. Let's take a look at 2019. I mean, Fight-wise, one, two, three, four, five. Five fights for Colby since 2019. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, yeah. 11. One guy's being busy. He's doing his job. He's winning. He's got, he's got a good argument. He has a great argument. I mean, Okay, thank you. I, I, I love Bilal, man. I, actually, I, I'm a big fan of Colby also. Huh? But and I, I'm actually kind of on Bilal's side. So because, I'm on Bilal's side because Colby right now, like I said, he, like you just said, is that he's two and two in his last four fights. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Let let him fight. Let him fight. And the, and somebody and no, else that's there no in that dis- in that range. No rankings. disrespect. No, as far as you know, his four fights, but the two wins are coming off of older guys. Mm-hmm. And Tyron Woodley was basically past his prime okay when he beat Robbie Lawler before the loss to Kamaru Usman the first time Robbie's past his prime it's not that he can't fight but let's be honest Robbie's not the same fighter you know that he once was and George Masvidal is the last one that he got his last win against and you look and you go I love George Mm -hmm. past the prime you know it's he's not that same guy you know at this point that he once was and if you're looking at, you know, Bilal Muhammad, you know, beat, you know, Stephen Thompson. Some people want to say past his prime, still performing well now, got a couple of wins. 
You know, Vicente Luque, definitely not past his prime. Sean Brady, definitely not past his prime. You know, I don't know. I just think that he's got a really good argument. He has a great argument. What this this is definitely not a racist situation, though. I want to make sure that's no. clear. But there is there is that that Dana White privilege. <laughs> now, <laughs> you can say whatever you want about that. That's there's a Dana White privilege. There really is. There always has been. Even it has nothing to do the with the color of your in, skin, though. It has to do no, with Dana White privilege. No, well, it has to do with who he believes is going to put more could have, eyes on his product. It could have something to do with some other things, though, as well. I mean, I've seen some favoritism because, you know, girlfriends and friends. Well, and I've Anyways. seen favoritism because of that. That has nothing to do with the skin <laughs> like, color of your skin. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. That's what I'm saying. It has everything else to do with other things. Yes. So everyone has that. Hey, look, when when he's the you're the boss, which he is. Get to make you the can, You can do what you want in that situation and match up who you want. Um, right. Ultimately, it really comes down to what what who Dana wants to see fight now. Yeah. I read somewhere along the line that they they basically said, "Hey Colby, you um you're going to drop those charges against George Mazadov and then we're going to go ahead and give you this title shot because you're holding things up right now." So Mazadov needs to be able to fight Burns and we can't have him fight Burns unless you drop these charges cuz then it's going to be there's too much going on. So he's got the title shot and they've got Mazadov fighting Burns. Okay, behind the scenes. Things can yeah, happen. Yeah, that it, and look, and if that's the truth, I mean, it sucks for Leon, but the but sucks for Leon. Day, sucks it's for about, Ball. Yeah, but I think Mazadal and Kobe both panned out for this. It sucks for both of them. It's, I'm being <laughs> Did you honest, hear that, Josh. What? Did you hear that that was the case? Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like being talked about through the the back doors of Twitter a little bit. People are saying like, "Hey, he got he got promised a title shot if he dropped the t- if he dropped well, the he charges did. against and Mazadal." If there's one thing you got to look at, he went to London. He made weight to be a backup. Now, I thought, and we talked about it, I, why did you not fight Bilal Muhammad on that card? That's going to say who's the person that deserves the next shot. You beat Bilal, you definitely, okay, you got it. Well, John, I want to remind people that when you're normally the backup, um, you, you're still getting paid show money Yeah, because you made weight. So why would you like? I'm mean, just being honest. Why would you want to? And I, maybe the show money's not what you obviously not your normal show money. But they're saying, hey, if you come in and you make weight, we'll give you a hundred grand, or we'll give you fifty grand, we'll give you eighty grand. Or would you rather try to make the three hundred to fight Bilal and potentially lose it and only make half of that? I don't I mean, like the risk reward kind of thing, right? Like I don't have to take any chance if Good I never point. fight and still make eighty to hundred grand. Yeah. Sign me up. I, I get yeah. I get that part of it. <laughs> I, I'm just being honest. I mean, every fighter, if I don't have to take any damage, okay, and I'm a backup and I make weight. And I get paid. And I get paid 100 grand or whatever it was. He got paid. Sign me up. I'm and you get honest. the you get Dana saying, and you get the next shot. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. It's already there so, for you. I'm sure that was all worked out beforehand. Like, hey, if I do this and you pay me, or even if you don't pay me, I get the next title shot, right? If I don't get used. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I'll take it. Made sense. But the, Makes sense if you're, the, if you're Colby. But one of the things to think about, and this is part of the reason that I, you know, picked Leon Edwards to win the rematch with the trilogy with Kamaru Usman is, you know, sometimes you got to look at percentages and you got to look at the way things are. And, you know, when I, when I did my little thing, I, I was talking about, look, the wrestling of Kamaru is something that I always was so impressed with his ability to wrestle well, take people down, control them. And I think that, you know, he still has that wrestling behind him, but he's older. 
And when I say older, he was he's almost 36 years of age. And if you look at, you know, percentages in title fights, people that are 35 years or older, mm -hmm. two and 28 in the last 30 title fights, two and 28. Mm -hmm. And Colby Covington is 35. 35. Yep. Yep. But here, I brought that when we were talked about when this this whole image thing was shown, mm -hmm. and I sent it over. Is the reason why I brought that up though was I brought it up for a different reason. Was I wanted to? to I agree with what you're saying. I I understand. What, and that's, I get that. Let me let me clarify. With, okay. Let me clarify that that's two and twenty last thirty fights from flyweight to welterweight. Has that's why to do I with brought it up. Yeah. That's why I brought it up. Yeah. Because. I'm tired of hearing about all these these people talking about, oh, this guy's the GOAT. This guy's the GOAT. You guys, <laughs> I'm sorry, but it can't be done at, a, at, a older, at an older age, okay, between those weight classes. The tough. speed kills. It's, it's way tougher. And when people talk about, oh, well, Habib can't be the GOAT or so-and-so can't be the GOAT or something like, look, or what's it called? Uh uh, Jose Aldo can't be the guy. like these guys were undefeated for so long for 10 years whatever it was they hadn't lost and I don't know how long and then you look at guys like John Jones and I'm not taking away from John Jones in terms of his abilities there's no, no way but when you take it the when I take a look at the weight classes even GSP when he came back he came back the 185 185 pound weight class has always historically been the weakest weight class in combat sports historically you look at John, uh, Roy Jones Jr just mopping through those divisions at that weight class because he was so much more gifted and athletic and blessed and just his abilities, his speed, all of those things were a huge factor in him being able to dominate those weight classes in that, what, 160, 68? Well, to, he was a middleweight 90. at 160, and then he actually went up yeah. to all the way to heavyweight. Yeah. Those weight classes in boxing are historically not very strong weight classes. You know, Am I right or am I wrong? No, well, I'm and pretty right there. But it's it all comes down to you know <laughs> big athletes have a lot of choices mm -hmm. in where to bring their skill set, be it basketball, be it baseball, be it football, be it you know any sport they can, you know, they want. It's when you are a guy that's one hundred twenty five pounds, you don't have a whole lot of you know say. You can be a gymnast, you can be a jockey, you can be a fighter. You know, I'm, it's just you, you yeah. don't have the same choices. You don't have the major sports to really look at because you you just don't have the size that they're looking for. So when you look at the people that become fighters and how good of an athlete they are, they there's more of them by far because they don't have all those options, and so you get a lot more in those weight classes that are of a higher level than you do in the upper weight classes. When I look at, okay, so when I, when I go to John Jones, I look at him, I say, look, he's hands down probably the most athletic person we've ever had in the sport. At 205, he's done things that people just couldn't do. Took down Daniel Cormier, dominated like, you know, uh, Shogun, uh, Rashad, other, you know, other fighters. D made it look easy in, in yeah. moments in his career. Fantastic. Okay. All of those things. But then to say because he went to heavyweight and he won his fight against Cyril Gone, I'm sorry, but he went to a weaker weight class. With his athleticism, he went to a weaker weight class. Yeah, but people, don't, really people don't look at it that way. They look at they it don't look of at it size. that way. Yeah, I don't look at it that way. He yeah. he's not he's never been a small guy. 
and that's no. And so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give I'm not gonna pat him on the back and say, hey, you're even better because you went up to a weaker weight class. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to me. And so I'm like, look, he's still. If you want to put him at goat, go right ahead. I don't I don't care. And I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to talk people out of it. I'm simply saying I'm gonna be a homer for the featherweight division. Or whatever, sorry, the bantamweight fly, division. Flyweight, 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 up to welterweight. Flyweight on up to up to welterweight. I'm going to be a homer for them. If you have somebody like Jose Aldo who did it for 10, 11 years, hadn't lost, and was continuously making it look easy against top level guys that were fast, explosive, more well rounded than the guys in 205, more well rounded than the guys in heavyweight, then to me. And even with the GSP thing, like I said, going to 185 pounds to beat Bisbing, I love Michael Bisbing, no matter how he feels about me. I still love Michael Bisbing. Okay? I don't care. <laughs> Michael, you can try to say what you want about me. You can say whatever you want. I like you, man. I'm still going to like you. I'm going to say I like you. I like you. So, and I've always been a big fan. Love your fighting style. Love the way you fight. All those things. But 185 pounds, it's always been a very weak weight class. Be below Anderson Silva, there was never really top level competition. Great fighters, but nowhere near fantastic. Not the not the level of fighters that we saw at 170 and below. Just can't. So when I talk about the the whole goat situation, I look at guys like Jose Aldo did for so long. I look at guys like um, Max Holloway. I look at guys like right now with Volkanovski. It's hard not to put a conversation in there and say these guys have more of a stake of a claim of potentially being the GOAT with a couple more wins here and there and challenging themselves against other guys that are just as damn good okay, in the weight class above that are still in that one or flyweight to, to welterweight division. I hold more, uh, I give it more, more, clout, more credit, more credit, more yeah. credence to it. And if you do it in that duration during those those weight classes than I do from 185 and above. That's why I sent that whole that whole uh, image over of of those guys because like guys like Kamaro, man, <sighs> fucking animal, still, animal still to do it fighter. for as long as he did and yeah. to fight the guys that he fought. Got to give him, got to give him some love, man. Okay, now I'm gonna now I'm gonna go off and say this is what people are gonna say. Go ahead, tell me. You can sit there and say whatever you want, mm -hmm. and you can put you know anything yeah. in, as all of it goes and stuff. It really comes down to who's the guy that can beat them all. That's true. That's it. That's and extremely that's the, true. And, and and when you look at it, you go, it's a hard argument. Yeah. <laughs> it, I understand it, but you got to understand. Yes, he is that guy. He can beat them all. But I mean, can you can you imagine if I put DJ against John Jones? Oh, <laughs> like, could you imagine you know, you know? Volkanovski? Any of them? You Come know. On. You know, and it's like, but. That's what people can say, and they have a valid point. Yes, he's the guy that can yeah. beat them all. Yeah. And you know, if, you, if you're the guy that wants to say that and, and, and put it out that way, yeah. Mm -hmm. But you've got to look at, when you're looking at this, you do have to say, hey, the, 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 the weight and how, how much depth is in those weight classes. Mm -hmm. Because when you're looking at someone like an Aldo at 145 and 35, the two toughest weight classes, you're looking at, you know, Volkanovsky, 145, just dominating. Tried to go up to 155, came damn freaking close. Damn close. You know, and, you know, possibly could do it the next time. Who knows? But, yeah, it's, it all comes down in the end. The one thing that people are always going to, the, the, the one, the one guy out there is going to say, well, if you put him in, but, you know, in the cage, who's going to win? It, it is it's true. Gone. 
You know, and what I tell those people, I take the Canelo approach. Shut the fuck up, man. Get the fuck out of here. This is my press conference. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. That's it. Yeah. You know, but yeah. the the Volkanovsky thing, that's kind of bugged me a little bit too, because everyone's like, oh man, he was way the Islam was way bigger. No, by the time no, they, they got in that cage, when they, they were about four pounds apart. So it wasn't like it was one one. They both weighed in at fifty five. But when it came fight time, Volkanovski was one seventy four. But, but one Islam guy was one seventy eight. But one guy yeah. came up, and that's what people are going to recognize. Yep, I do. I do. Yeah. I do get it. But look, they weren't that far apart. And no. I know four pounds is a lot when you're talking the best guys. That Remember what we talked about. You give me 1% or 2% um, of an advantage in the huge. top in the top guy, top two guys, that's Usually a huge not, advantage. Yeah, huge, huge advantage. advantage. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, but the conversations to be had, and I've always felt this way, and I, I don't want to exclude DJ because DJ did great things at 125, but that's also a weak weight class. I mean, it's starting to get a little fire Compared back. To, but it's I mean, starting, I, starting to get some fire in there. It is, but I still think if I brought DJ in, he'd wipe them all out. If I brought Henry back, he'd wipe them all out. I'm just being honest. Well, Those two guys, I, just 10 I know, heavier. they're not. <laughs> I, but I'm saying, but I look at Henry... Henry's going to have claim if he's able to go win the he title does. here at 35. He and does. then he turns around. Think about this. Him and Volk. I would love oh, it. I would love it. I mean, I think I think it's a lot for Henry because he is giving up the weight. Not not just the weight. It's He's not a big guy. And where Volk's no. not a big guy either. No. But Volk, 74, 75 versus Henry's probably walking around 55. Yeah. But And this is where you get into, and this is... And this is what, it, to me, is amazing about Volkanovski is when we talk about it, I always say, look, strength is a skill. It's a skill mm -hmm. set because you, you create it, you nurture it, you use it at the right times, and it is something that you can rely on yeah. until you get tired, which Volkanovski really doesn't get tired. Good and technique-wise, you know, the wrestling of Henry and Volk, it's not comparable. Let's just be honest, okay? Not compare with the technique of Henry Cejudo and his skill set as a wrestler. He's going to be able to get Volkanovski down. He will. But can he keep him down? And how much work does it take for him to do so if he does? And how much does it exhaust him? Mm -hmm. And because the strength of Volkanovski is just that push and that, you know, part of wrestling and grappling, which Henry is so good at, is that push. And that, that's exhausting. And can Volk push him past the point where now he's exhausted? I haven't seen anyone exhaust Henry. The only person I've seen absolutely dominate Henry Cejudo was DJ in one fight. I was the referee of it, and he hit him with body shots. And once you get hit with body shots and you're hurt, it's it's a different ball game. You, it just doesn't come back. Yeah. I thought Marlon dominated him and not dominated, but put kind of put it on him in that first round. But then Henry made the adjustments. Yeah, but see that, like, I, I like don't go, true... I don't go with a, I don't go with a round. That's because, a, I get it because it, I, look, it's a long fight. And if there's one thing, Buddy McGirt's the one that told me I was I was doing a boxing match one time. I love Buddy. Ten rounds, Buddy McGirt, great great trainer, and you know his fighter comes out, his fighter's getting lit up. Second round gets lit up. Third round gets lit up, and I'm like. And I go to the corner, I'm just standing there looking at, and I look at Buddy and say, hey, Buddy, watch your fighter. And he looks at me and goes, John, it's a long fight. We got a lot of rounds, watch what happens, right? And sure enough, his fighter turns it around. He won that fight, 10 rounds, right? He go, and he, afterwards, I said, hey, you taught me a lesson, yeah. right? And he goes, we weren't going to knock him out, 
we had to outpoint him, but we had to get past the power, and this is how we were going to do it. And it was like, so you know, you can't, you can't do it. You yeah, know? you can't, you can't, can't say. Yeah, sometimes. And what? But when you look at someone like a Henry Cejudo, right, who's a, a gold medalist in the Olympics and yep. two time, two weight class, you know, champion, he knows how to make the adjustments. Boy, he does. He knows, and that's what he, he did in that Mar- to, that that Marais fight, man. It was just yep. like, oh, you know, and his ability I, to do it the way he did it is what was yeah. so impressive because that was a that was a that was a change not only of the game plan of what he was doing he knew i had i have to take these shots now yeah and by doing so i'm gonna be putting shots in on him and it's gonna wear him out and he did yeah man fucking great fight i'm i'm interested to see if 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 he gets past out joe if he's gonna go right to the 45 pound weight class which i think he should i don't think he should defend it one time i think he should jump he's already best basically i consider that him defending it because he never lost it yeah that's the defense right there i gave you guys time to settle the division to figure out who your best guy was well there's your best guy let me take it let me just take it now yeah so he takes it now he goes to 45 you know that makes for a fun fun fight because the style of those two guys oh yeah you know i just man i look at him like man and both are so good yeah yep he's got to get past algebra that's not easy but I was right though, John. I think that weight, those weight classes, are the best in the world. So t- <laughs> there we go. Until t- t- someone tells me otherwise, man. All right, so big guys, we, we do guys have to bring up. It. We have to bring up one thing because we really didn't cover it on the last show. It was Mokaev and the knee bar situation. A lot of people, ah. you know, I want to explain. You know, I don't understand why didn't why didn't they stop that fight? They didn't stop the fight because he kept fighting. Yeah. When you're put into a submission like that, oh, anyway, I mean. We just talked about Frankie Edgar versus Tyson Griffin. Do you remember talking about that recently? Yes, we did. And we, you want to talk about both of them put their opponent into nasty knee bars. Yep. Nasty. I mean, I was, I was cringing. It was hyperextended so far on both. That's because we're not guys, flexible, John. Neither one of us ne- are flexible. So if ne- the knee goes any way that way, we're it. like... Oh. Well, you know, and you have these situations where... As a referee, what we're looking for is what we tell the fighters is, hey, if you're stuck in a submission, we will let you work your way out, mm-hmm. okay? But if I see it go, I see a dislocation, I see a break, I'm telling you, the fight's over, I'm coming in, you've let it go too far, you're not going to be allowed to continue on to fight with that dislocation or break. But you're allowed to fight through it if you scream out in pain. That's going to be the same as a tap. We're going to call the fight. Joe Warren in Bellator fought Marcus Galvao, you know, and Joe Warren's looking, you know, he was the champ and Galvao puts him in a knee bar and Joe Warren ah, screams out in pain and I stopped the fight. And he's like, I didn't tap. Oh, yes, you did. You know, same Mm -hmm. as the very first fight that little heathen Jeremy Stevens had in the UFC was against Dean Thomas. Mm -hmm. And he was putting it on Dean, which was kind of surprising to me at the time because I had never watched Jeremy Stevens fight. And he's putting on, and Dean ends up getting it to the ground, and he puts him in an arm bar. And I told Jeremy in the back, same thing I say to every fighter, and part of it is don't scream out in pain. If I do, I'm going to stop the fight. And he gets put in the arm, and he screams out, and I stop it. And he goes, I didn't tap. I go, what did I tell you in the back? And he goes, oh. Yeah. Right? And he goes, you know, and it happens. You know, yeah. and you don't mean to scream. It's just, you know, it's instinctive as far as it just goes that, that point too far. But Mokayev did not do anything that would give the referee 
the ability or the reason to stop that. Yes, it's on. Yes, it looks like it's on incredibly well. Yes, I think it's doing damage. And he fought his way through it. He did never did anything to give that referee the uh, information that I need to stop this. Do I think that your knee is going to be screwed up? I do. And you're tough enough to handle that. <laughs> you're tough enough to handle that. Congratulations. That was a hell yeah. of a win. You came back in that fight. So I, that's the reason why, you know, that fight was allowed to go on. More power to you, man. Hell yeah. Tough some bitch. Dave, what else you got for us? All right, let's uh, look at, let me find this. UFC 287 has its main card confirmed. So I wanted to give you guys a chance to look at the rest Be, of it. I know the main event, Izzy and Pahir. Before we Before we go to the main card on the UFC, I, I want to talk about this thing real quick. Um, did you, you're the one that sent it on the news chat over the aerial thing. Dave? With, yes, the, sorry, with, sorry. with the college wrestler from Penn State who brought yeah, up his yeah. religion, mm -hmm. yeah, you want to you want to talk about that real quick? Sure. Um, do you want me to find the clip? Yeah, I mean, like it's right here. It's basically his tweet. It's it's on our news. Yeah, I, that I, you I, sent. Yeah, I, I got it over here. Okay. Uh, just give me a second. So, do you want to just give like a like an overview? Well, yeah, just an overview of it. Go ahead. Um, okay. So. Um, Air Hawani um, tweets out a clip from the from one of the basketball games. I assume I, I don't know. No NC two A's. It was Penn State okay. wrestling. All right, so that's so much I know about that. Yeah, um, NC two A wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, Ariel goes. I'll say it. He says, "What a strange and disrespectful thing to say." Uh, pretty darn weird. Not to mention offensive to Muslims. Also, can't believe they put the clip and posted it on Twitter. So basically, there's a young man from um, Penn State who had just got done wrestling, becomes a national champ, guy comes out, he just talks about his God. It also, he did say that, um, you know, no fake prophets of Muhammad and, and other um, things. I do understand where, where Ariel is going with this, um, but do, do you have the clip there? Yes, I have the clip. So can um, you want to play that? Yeah. So we can hear I it. I haven't seen this. You it haven't like seen it's, it. Um, nah. Whatever Has it been he deleted? pulled the clip from, yeah, it looks like it was deleted. Uh so now I have to try to find where that clip may be. So the young man gets on there. What, thanks, what, God. His, do you know his name, Josh? And in that way I can... Uh, uh, I forgot who name. it was. Okay. It. I, th I think... Look, I understand what Ariel is saying, John. I think what it was is... The, the young man wins the national championship. He comes off the mat. And he gives thanks to God. He's like, I'm not... I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to... Basically, I'm not going to... There is no other gods. There's, you know, there's no fake prophets, Muhammad, and, and so forth and so on. I just give thanks to God for my skills, my athleticism, my ability, my, you know, and everything. And go ahead, Dave. Well, so can I just say a couple of things on that that are really that kind of like irk me with um with uh, the whole situation? So so Ariel obviously responds to it right and says, "You you read it already." He's he doesn't like he thinks it's offensive. Um, first of all, the first reply on there is by a verified guy called Kevin Kaufman, and he says, uh, strange question mark, yes, off-putting, yes, offensive, only if you're looking to be offended, and Aero replies to that saying, are you Muslim, question mark, um, so, so that's just, you know, it's just like, it's very true that he's just looking to be offended, he's looking for an opportunity to, like, be offended. The other thing, like, that is... <clears throat> Um, that kind of irked me is I watched Conor McGregor's interview on Ariel and Conor said to Ariel 
um like he he brought up the dylan danis thing you remember that crazy interview from a yeah. few weeks ago and connor was like um you just need to like focus more on the positive there's so much to be positive about and you're you're just need to focus more on that you need to get away from some of this like silliness and start focusing on and and ariel was kind of like you, what you think i'm being negative or something and uh and connor's like no you just really like there's just there's too much well, positive out there you really just need to focus on that and i, I thought that was really like i think that's a good a comment though. That's from a good connor comment. right yeah because um, it, look you can focus on the negative and you can you can take a look at it every time that let's just you know We'll say Habib. We'll say Islam. How many and times? John, can I just hear... finish the point real quick? Yeah. Oh yeah, go ahead. So, so then yesterday on Ariel's show, sorry about that. It's just real quick. Um, yes, on yesterday on Ariel's show, he goes on this rant about how Colby getting the shot is like bullcrap, and how um Burns Masvidal should be up there, Bilal should be up there. He goes on this rant, and it's um, and it's just this really weird, like you just this negative, like. You know, there's just this really negative, like, take. And even one of his producers had a, had a pretty good take, in my opinion. was quite objective in his, in his approach with it. Um, but, the, but, um, but Ariel just, you know, comes off so negative about stuff, man. And it's, like, it's hard, it's hard to just watch that sometimes. For someone with such a big audience. Sorry, John. Yeah, go I, ahead. I look at it this way. There are positive people in this world, and there are people that are negative. And... They look, no matter how good something is, they always look at the negative side of it. And you can, your brain can get wired that way mm -hmm. to where it's, you're not doing it intentionally, but every time that something comes up, you see the negative while someone else can see the positive. And I, and I look at, you know, I, first off, religion is always going to be a hot topic. It's like politics. Okay. I always look and say, whatever religion, you are makes no difference to me as long as you give respect to other people's beliefs i'll let you believe whatever you want but allow another person to believe what they want and and in in actuality i look at you know all, all religions they're basically the same just different names for different people and it's okay this wrestler in the moment, I guess, said something about false prophet. If he wants to declare that Jesus Christ is his savior, great. Does that bother me? No. If if a wrestler comes out and is Muslim and says that, you know, Allah and, and the prophet Muhammad, they're his savior, great. I have no problem with that. That's what he believes, and he can express that. It's not, it's called freedom of religion and freedom of speech. And to sit there and to be looking at that in a negative fashion there's just no reason for it it's like hey be happy for the kid that he came out and did something that few people can do in winning an nc2a title yeah and that with that enthusiasm he believes that you know god you know through prayer and everything and the hard work and sacrifice he made gave him the ability to win that now, I've always thought that God doesn't give a shit who wins a fight, who wins a wrestling match, who wins a football game, okay? Because there's guys on both sides, be they Muslim, be they Christian, be they Jew, that are, you know, praying that they're going to win. I think he doesn't care. I think he just cares about do your best. Whatever. Uh, don't be negative, though. I, th I think what has happened over the years is negativity is what sells.
Yeah. And whether whether and I'm not saying that Ariel is is staking on that claim. And and I look and I, I I've, I've listened to Ariel's shows. Um, I like Ariel as a person. No matter what our our stuff, we've gone back and forth through stuff. I actually like Ariel. Okay, I like and, I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to say that I like Ariel because I do. I'm not I'm not a hateful person. And John, you you and I have had these conversations. I don't have enough energy in the day to have hate towards somebody. It's called a waste of waste of energy, waste of time. And when I see Ariel, and Ariel knows this, I always say hi to him. I don't disrespect him. I do give him a little jab here and there, but in a very friendly way. <laughs> and that's just me, though. Like I'm not. I'm that person. And um, I've got nothing but respect for Ariel. He's he's done a lot with his career, and I've said this before. Yes, he's yeah. someone that came into the gym a long, long time ago at AKA and was asking guys to do interviews and asking me to go ask guys to do interviews that were there. And I have no problems with that. And I did. I went and got Kane to do the interview. I went and got other guys to do the interview. I think Mike Kyle, some other guys, did interviews with him. I don't. I don't hold that against him. I think it's kind of. I think. I'm, I think it's kind of really cool that he went from being the guy that jumped from gym to gym to working for ESPN and now running a huge show. I, I pat. I'm, I'm clapping my hands for him, man. I'm happy Absolutely. for him. Yeah. I say, Pa. I, I know I jab at him a little bit here and there, and I'm bringing this up because at the end of the day, this young man won a national championship. He got the mic. He said what he wanted to say. Now, I also look at it, too. I don't always agree. I didn't really agree with what he said about false prophets. Okay. Look, he, but that's a lesson. That's a lesson there that he's going to – I think he needs to be talked to on the side. You don't need to bring down other people's religions. Now, whether he meant it that way or not, he believes yeah. in, his, in his God. He that's believes right. in his religion. And I support him 100%. And I support all the other people that believe in their religion 100%. There you go. As everyone knows, I'm very close with Habib, Islam, and Umar, Usman, every person, Abu Bakr, everyone, Ali, everybody. you cannot ask for better representatives you for can't. the Muslim faith than the people you just talked about. Yeah. Because they give respect to everybody. They Absolutely. don't interfere with anyone's religion. They talk about you know things that they want to, inshallah, and all those things as far as what they believe. And they should be allowed to do those things. And anybody that would be in any way offended, you know, because someone could sit there, even though they're not saying false prophet, they could be offended oh, because that's not my religion. That's, but I, but no, I also no look at, I look at this. This is a learning lesson for that young man, whether yes. whether he picks it up or not. But it look at the end of the day, John. This whole you, thing, there needs to be a conversation to be had with the young man and with Ariel and with everybody else. This is not a like, let's, let's slander him or let's down talk him and let's make, let's try to get him taken off or let's try to get the, or let's try to get the tweet or the post of him doing his acceptance speech after taking off Twitter. No, that's not how we're not silencing people here. He has his right. Just like you have your right to say that you didn't believe what he said. That's where this is a hairy situation. You We've go. got to stop with this whole thing. It's it's out of control. The young man believes something. You don't believe it. If you don't believe it, then that's fine. Maybe you reach out to him and say, hey, I'd like to have you on my show. You have yeah. the platform to do stuff like that. Do it. Don't try to get him. Don't try to get his interview taken off Twitter and to say that I can't believe they posted this on Twitter. What are you talking about? That's what this platform is for, is engagement, conversation, getting out there someone's success. And this young man just won a national championship. Pat him on the back. Say good things. Talk to him maybe separately. 
Anyways, that's enough. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop ranting on this before Thank I you. get a little over the top. But look, <laughs> great stuff. I, I I'm happy for the young man. That type of thing, and you know, and there's 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 a conversation to be had. That's really there's what le- it comes down to. There's lessons to be learned in everything, yeah. and and it, you know, and this is, and I'm not talking about you know Ariel, me, you. As you get older, you get hopefully you get smarter, yeah. and you understand things more. And as a young man, you know, in college, hey, you know, excited about what he just accomplished. Stuff. Could he, you know, could he do things without, you know, in any way putting someone else? Through? Yes, and you learn how to yeah. do that. Yep. Lesson but, learned. That's it. Figure it out as we go, but it can't be done unless you have conversations about it. Absolutely. All right, Dave. Let's True. get into the main. Let's get into this pay per view card coming up. <laughs> All right, UFC two, UFC two eighty seven uh, main card was um, was announced. By the way, so the main event we know is Pahia and Izzy, and then the co-main is uh, Burns and Masvidal. But the uh, the other three fights have been confirmed: Rob Font, Adrian Yanez, uh, Kevin Holland versus Ponzinibbio, and um, Raul Rosas Jr. versus Christian Rodriguez. Hmm. Who's who's the main event on the prelims? Go one more. I heard somebody got bumped off, and they were pretty Kevin upset Gaslam about and that. Chris Curtis. Oh yeah, Chris Curtis. Oh, that was Chris, yeah, Curtis. Chris Curtis came out. The action said, man. Oh, yeah, I like I that like guy. Him. Oh, I love I like him. him. We He's saw great. him in L.A. at the great, last great, uh, Bellator. Great person. The two belt. Fun to be around. <laughs> He's got a great you know attitude Hilarious. about everything. But uh, you take Did a look you at see that. Kelvin Gaslam. Uh, Sorry, Kelvin Gaslam against. Chris, Chris Curtis. Curtis, right? That's, did, that's yeah, now the. Did you ahead, see what? Kelvin's response to Chris no. Curtis, where no. he was like super positive about it? Kelvin Gaslam was like, "It doesn't matter. We're we're gonna we're gonna um we're gonna do this." And um, <laughs> whether it's prelim main event, he said something like, that. "I can't remember the exact word. I'm looking for it right now." But he, he mm-hmm. his response to Chris Curtis was great. Like Kevin Gaslam was like, "I don't care where we are. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna get this fight and move on." That's Gaslam. He'll fight you in a phone booth. Like, yeah, dude. He's like, <laughs> You're gonna. I'm gonna get paid. Cool. I'll fight you anywhere. He's you my see, MMA Roberto Duran. You seen those fights that are going on, like where they both have their seatbelts buckled and they fight in the car? Yeah. It's, they say go, and they both have to unbuckle, unbuckle. the belt and they start fighting. That's fucking fantastic. That's <laughs> that's Gaslam. You can put him anywhere, he'll do it. He's awesome. All right, let's go ahead and talk about the main event. Who do you think, John? Izzy versus Pereira. He's going to do it again? Look, you know, again, <laughs> styles make fights. And you saw Israel in the fir- in the, the first MMA match try to use wrestling at times. I think he's going to try to use that more. And I think Alex is going to be a little bit better at defending against it at times too. And I look at it and it's no matter what, Josh, you know, you know, when someone gets you, and he's gotten him several times, now both in kickboxing and now in MMA. And it's in the back of your head. I don't think things are going to change. Yeah, you have a guy that's knocked you out twice. Nope. And and you have a guy who did it in MMA where you've been the king for a while now. And he's, mm-hmm. got, six, he's got six MMA fights. And one of them is him knocking you out. I, I, I don't see how anything changes. And when you look at like how Leon beat Usman and then coming back with the confidence he had in this last fight, I look no, at the same thing. Now it's no. like, oh, well, I know I can stop your takedowns. And if I don't stop it, I know I can get up because you're not sure. Maybe you'll get me down, you're, but you're, you're not, not great at holding threat. me down. Yep. You're not a submission threat. 
and I train with Glover Teixeira, who is a fantastic submission guy. Maybe I see the the benefits of being able to get up against him, the confidence it gives me to get up against somebody like him, those type of things. And plus, he is huge for the weight. Oh, dude, I don't huge. know how he makes it. I don't know. And how so I don't it. know how he makes it either. And, it, and it's so, the one thing. The one thing that's the difference maker is very similar to John Jones when you know he ended up facing guys that had at least comparable length and mm -hmm. size to him. It changed what he was able to do. Same with Israel. Israel does. He's fantastic at controlling the length and range of his opponent mm -hmm. based upon how long he is. He doesn't have that against Pereira. And so it's a big difference, you know, maker. It, styles make fights. And in this one, especially based on everything in the past, I think that Israel should have not taken an immediate rematch. I think he should have taken a different fight, gotten himself back with a win, putting himself back into a little bit better position, see what happens with, you know, Alex, you know, and, and if someone beats him, and then go get your belt back. And then yeah. play the game, and you had more time to get yourself better at certain things. I'm not too sure that he took this fight thinking about you know exactly what could occur, you know, and the way that his mind is gonna work. No matter what he says, it's sitting what? there festering. What happens if, like, what happens if he loses? Well, I, sh I shouldn't even go on the other side. What happens if he wins? I mean, let's we're just talking about positivity Fantastic. earlier. So let me Fantastic. just talk about positivity. But then do we see a third fight, which is like a six fight or something like that? Yeah. Like, do we see do we see a third fight? Yeah. That's my I think thing. It, I think it, I think it depends on, you know, how that fight played out. If you would and if he won it, you know, if it went to like a, the fifth round and he ended up knocking Alex out, I think you do see oh, a wow. third fight right away. Wow. But well, we'll this makes for a fun conversation. I just Oh, I it just, does. I just uh And man. they you know, they they definitely have this is one of those rivalries that mm -hmm. this has come over from. Is it a rivalry though? Sport. It's one sided, John. Is it a rivalry? Well, yeah, it's a rivalry. It's one sided. It, it, well, it's it's a rivalry based upon the fact that one guy keeps on taking titles from the other guy. <laughs> You're looking. <laughs> That's at my point. Guys. It's not a rivalry. It's yeah. well, yeah. It seemed like a dictatorship. Oh man, <laughs> Just... Gilbert Burns versus George Masvidal. Not a good fight for George Masvidal. I'm yeah, sorry. I, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think so. I think, and it's a three round fight, so I think it makes it a little bit better for George. Um, but it's still being a tough fight. I mean, the wrestling, the grappling, the I he know, does not. Uh, he speed. cannot be on the ground long. No, but even the speed on the feet Gilbert. I know. in the first round and a half, Gilbert's gonna be fast with the hands. Yes, man. He's he got is. some speed. He's got. He he's got power. Together well. He gets hit though. He does get hit. Sure. Um. But George Masvidal has to be the sniper. He has to be yeah. putting multiple shots on him, always making him pay as he comes in. Mm -hmm. Can he be that accurate? I don't know. I mean, and the other thing too is how many, how much distractions does he have? How much, how many distractions does he have now? He's got this huge event coming up with Roy Jones and Showtime Pettis, and and all. He's got a huge event coming up i'm sure his mind is on that a little bit too in terms of helping them get prepared for it the money coming in the money going out i mean i don't yeah. know how much he's invested of his own money but this is a big deal yeah it's a big so deal. It's a lot of money. there's that plus his fight his own fight that he's been worried about and training for so i do know i saw a picture of him the other day training with uh, johnny eblin 
So Johnny's going to be giving him some prep and some other guys that were there as well. So it'll be interesting to see how he performs, see how well he does. Should yeah. be a good fight. I think it's going to be a good fight. I don't favor George because of the age, but um, I, I look at Gil, he, Gilbert. He's got a lot of got a lot of ways to win, whereas George has the knockout to win. That's it. Next, Rob Font against Adrian Yanez. That's a great matchup. Great both fight. guys basic boxing backgrounds. Both guys use kicks, but the stand up is where both of their worlds begin and end for the most part. And I think this is going to be. Justin Gaethje versus Rafael Fazeev, number two. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I think one of them's going to end up shooting, though. I don't think so. You don't think so? You think they're going to stand and just so. get it? You think, think they'll stand and trade, though, like like how Fazeev and Gaethje did? Or do you think? I think they're going to try to be technical about it, but okay. it's going to end up at times when they're both just planting their feet and going. Got it. Next one. It's a great, great matchup. Kevin Holland against Santiago Ponzinibbio. This really, in my opinion, comes down Fun to fight. Kevin Holland. Kevin, are you going to be smarter? Are you going to Stephen Thompson this? You know, Ponzinibbio is good Tom- on the feet. Stephen Thompson it. That's what he's going to yeah. do. No, God yeah. damn it. He's going to Stephen Thompson got a good. Why would he do that? Because Ponzinibbio is hittable. He is hittable, but he's also submittable. Yeah. Yeah. But, see, Stephen Thompson wasn't hittable, and he was not able to take him down. So when I look at that, I, maybe he was able, we just didn't see it. Like, we weren't able to see he, him. He, he was able to get him down. He just wouldn't. He, yeah, he, he let him back up. There. That's true. That, that is also true. Backed out of the guard a couple of times, yeah. Yes. Um, I, I look at, at Ponsonibio is going to be, I think, I think he's going to stand with him. I don't think he's going to take him down. I think he may threaten to take down here and there, but I don't think he's going to take him down. I think he's going to try to use his speed. He's going to try to use and his reach, his range. Ponsonibio is going to labor forward, and he's just going to walk into punches and try to deliver more shots. So it's going to be. A, I think they put this in the card for a fun fight. Yes, that's really what they did. They put it there for some action. And then point. you have the new UFC wonder child, Raul Rosas Jr. against Christian Rodriguez. They love this kid. Yes, they do. They are, I don't want to say anything, man. You want you want to say fast track? I want to be I want to be I want to be positive for this young man. I don't want them to ruin him, man. Like they're, know, they're fast the... tracking him, they're putting in the big spotlight, which I think he deserves. But I would like to have seen him main event some pay, some prelims first, you know, or maybe put him into you know co-main events on the you know in the apex or something like that. But let's not let's not uh let's not start fast tracking him on. This is a big card, and now you're opening the show. You're yeah. young, super seven, young. You got plenty seven, of time. Seven fights. But here's the thing, though, John. Was it him, his family, or whoever helps him or manages him or whatever it is? Did they take the money? That's why this is potentially going on. And people, you guys should understand. If a promotion is paying you, like with Sean, with, uh, Sean O'Malley, when he came off the uh, contenders, he said, no, 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 I'm not fighting. You know, he just took the fights that were given to him and like, hey, he kind of slow played it. Look, I'll take these easy fights and just make my money. And then then as soon as he signed a big contract, okay, Peter Yon, I'm okay with that. He's yep. getting paid. This yep. guy, he's fighting, sure, he's fighting guys he should beat. But now you're getting him on the big cards. You're getting this, well, maybe this is a good way to fast track him, but he's also younger than Sean. And the, the real question is, I'm not saying that the first fight they gave him, opponent was perfect for him. This fight, this is... Christian's a good fighter, but this is a very winnable fight. 
where do you go from here? And you're making how much mm. off of that Dana White contract? Yeah. I mean, unless he renegotiated it and he took more money, like he decided to do more money for harder fights. That could have been yeah, done. I, I doubt it. Not but smart, he, man. No, when he like did this, man he, when he signed on that contract, yeah. you know what that Dana contract White. was. Yeah, I do know. I do yeah. know. I mean, but they, you know, they, they could be changing a little bit and saying, hey, we can renegotiate right now for a little bit more money, a little bit more money, and we'll give you, a, you know, a little bit more, you know, a little bit harder fights to get you kind of fast track to the title. Now, management sometimes will do that because they're greedy fucks. And this young man, whether he, be, you know, believes that they have their, his best interest at heart or not, that's true. depends. Now, I don't know if that's the situation, but I hope that he is really taking this slow. There is no rush. What is he, 18? I think he just turned 18, right? Mm. Dave, can you look him up? Yeah, he turned 18 in October. 18 18 in October. So he'll be 19 in October coming up. Man. and There is such a difference, and people don't get this, between 18 and 25. Mm -hmm. Huge difference. You know, it's tough, but we'll see see how the kid does. He's talented. He's very talented. He's got to get better at the striking. He's got to get yeah. better at his striking. Yeah. He's got to focus a lot on that. I wouldn't be taking any big-time fights. There's, there's a lot of guys with good ground games, Josh. I know. I know. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're next-level ground games, yep. you know, especially when you get into that top 15. Yep. You know, and what weight is he at? Oh, that's is a bad 45? 35. 135. He's, 30, he's 35. I wasn't sure if he was 35 or 45. Yeah, at 35, that's killers. That's murder's row. That mm-hmm. like we've t- we've said this repeatedly over and over, and we're going to continue to say it. This is the best weight class in in the sport of MMA right now, yep. hands down across every promotion. This is the best weight class in the sport of MMA right now, and it fluctuates. Sometimes it's featherweight, sometimes it's lightweight. Yeah, it's very rarely welterweight, you know. But you know, I give them some love. <laughs> but then you know, it's pretty much in that bantamweight, featherweight, uh, lightweight division. Just right now, bantamweights right now. They've, there's so many of them, and they're so hard. All of them are fantastic, fantastic fighters. Bunch of, bunch of savages. Bunch, and they're good. They're good in terms of grappling. They're good in, they're good in terms of uh, stand-up. They can wrestle. They can do it all. They can do it all in that Bantamweight division. All of them can. Uh, prelim so, uh, main is Kelvin Gastelum, one of my favorites against Chris Curtis. That's a great matchup. These guys are going to stand and bang. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can Kelvin take the shots of Chris Curtis? And I think I think Kelvin will wrestle a little bit more. He might. I think Kelvin will, will threaten the wrestling a little bit. I don't think he's going to have to force to use it. He just can't afford to take big shots early from Chris Curtis. Chris Curtis yeah. got power. We all know he's got power. I shook that man's hand uh, in at the CBS Bellator show. Jeez, man. You just <laughs> grip him, and I'm like, damn. You, you can just tell. I pat him on the shoulder, and I was like, I was all just muscle. It was just muscle. I never had that problem. See, I just... <laughs> I was just just bone. It's just bone right there. So <laughs> not him. This guy, he's uh, yeah, he's uh he's stacked. He's got big shoulders, big traps, lats, everything. I'm like, damn, I wish I would have known what it was like to have heavy hands, big power. Never had it. <laughs> so, I feel so to feel have so, heavy hands, you have to have big hands. <laughs> I just I'm so small, man. I feel like I was so cheated out of my career, man. Uh, Can you imagine if I could if I if I had punching power? Jeez. Man, vicious. All right, well, hey, that's going to wrap up our show today. John's got to get back to setting fence posts. Me, I've got to go out there and sweep my pool again. So it's ah. rough labor day. We're, we're doing some, <laughs> some hard labor today. That's it. 
But uh, John, go ahead, man. Take us away, bud. For everyone out there, I hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you on our next one, which will be after a great main event with Marlon Vera versus Corey Sanhagen. Can't wait for that fight. I hope you all watch it, and we will see you.